with David Ian and Kate Dale. The show that plums the depths of mediocrity, celebrates the ordinary, and enjoys the everyday. Hello everyone and welcome to Mediocre Gay. I'm Kate Dale. And I'm David Ian. What is on your mediocre brain this week, Kate? Uh, I've been thinking about, as we're recording, it's middle of October, so Halloween is in the offing. And I'm already stressing about fancy dress and dressing up and the expectation on people in the queer community to do it incredibly well and I do it incredibly badly. And I have found it so stressful in the past. You like I've... me and sex then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much so, because in the past, the thought of it has been so stressful that I've just avoided going all, all together and just stayed at home on my own. So, yeah, very much like your dating life. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, I hate Halloween. How can you be gay and hate Halloween? I know, I'm Nick the only gay. I just don't like the pressure. I'm not coordinated enough or inventive enough to come up with a costume. And also, like, as a gay guy, the costumes generally are like a pair of pants and some wings or a pair of pants and some horns or a pair of pants and a harness or a pair of pants and nothing else. And I can't go out in public in a pair. I don't even walk around my house in a pair of pants. I do think it's probably easier for, there's no expectations on me to just turn up looking vaguely decent is frankly enough of a challenge for me most days anyway. But in Halloween, I, I get that. I'm certainly at the age I am now, it's not about trying to be hot anymore. So that is a, quite yes, a blessed so relief I'd rather just stay at home so thanks for bringing up you know such a fun subject <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know to go with that. I was going to ask then what sort of uh, Halloween what you do then do you just sit at home and hide from the children coming around tricking or treating uh, I mean I live in a flat so no children get anywhere near so that's fine I do buy sweets just in case which I then get to eat when they don't knock on the door you hollow out a pumpkin no I don't even like pumpkin I think when pumpkin I... spice latte. I mean, I don't drink coffee either. So all of that, none of that. That whole period is just horrific. I can't wait for it, like, to not be a thing. Like, from, I don't know, say, like, the 15th of October to the 5th of November is just a mean, evil period. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, back in the day, we didn't have pumpkins. We had... Hadn't been invented Hadn't yet. been invented. We had what we call turnips in the north, but I think down here they call them swedes. Sweet, yeah. Have you ever tried to hollow out a swede? Do I look like I've ever... Oh, they are really, 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 really hard. It's a really distinctive smell mm -hmm. when you've got the candle in as well, like sort of yeah. baked Swede. Well, I think this is a thrilling introduction. Um, Happy right. Halloween, everyone. So, <laughs> so we've got a guest this week uh, who has a list of achievements longer than my arm, so let's see what I can get right. So our guest today is um, a member of the Ranga Nation... A former Mr. Gay Wales, a former Mr. Gay Universe, an actor, presenter, all-round media celebrity, and goes by the name of Paul Davies. Welcome. Hello. Hey. Hey. Did, I, did I get everything correct? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you got it. Look, that I'm Paul, and that's like ultimately it. That's what I'm really happy but, about. Well, it's his own fault for having so many achievements. Well, you know, you've got one hand, you've got to go for it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm achieving nothing. Two you hands. Yeah. hands. That's what it is. The mediocre gay, everybody. <laughs> Great. What have you been up to recently, Paul? Well, I've been planning my uh, Halloween costume. Oh, God. Um, I'm thinking pair of pants, wings, and some devil horns. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, see that. I can't believe you don't like Halloween. Seriously. Yeah. 
need to hand back that gay card, babe. Seriously. I mean, I don't know if they've even got one. I don't think... Oh, my gosh. No gay activities going on in my life at all, (laughs) of any sort. Halloween is the best time of the year, isn't it? Let's be fair. All the films, scary stuff. Do you know, like... No. Not at all. No scary stuff at all. I'm not bothered by it. I did a Tower of no, it was a Tower of London, London Bridge, ta- right. Tower Bridge Halloween experience where yeah. people leap out at oh, you. Awful. Oh, oh okay, horrendous! Awful. Absolutely, one like of the that. worst See? things I've You're done. It's scary, but it's brilliant. I oh, like that no. feeling, that fear. I was with I've mentioned it before. Michael Paul and he is always badly behaved, and he took us the wrong way deliberately. And I was torn between going to the areas we weren't supposed to go to. <laughs> And being scared about getting told off or being left out on my own in this thing. And so I ended up, I, I, it was just awful. And because we'd misbehaved, they, I don't know what they did, but they sort of made it even more confusing. And they were chasing us with a chainsaw. And I was terrified at the point of which I just left him. I was actually, Paul, I'm leaving you. I have to save myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never a truer statement has been. So was that true. an actor or was it just yeah. some oh, random no, no, guy I, in the I, street? Oh. Or, yeah. so I think it was an actor. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was kind of fun, but I just, the thought that someone might be about to leap out on me. When mm. when my mate and I, Alex, we went to Poland and there's a there's like an escape room there that's supposed to be the worst in Europe. I still haven't done an escape room yet. Why well, it's one of those where they've got actors and when you go in right. you there's you pick red no you pick green yellow or red and it's to do with the level of pain that you're willing to endure <gasps> what yeah do you uh, actually know what the level is though when it, tell, it? it gives you examples so like when on the on the on the top one you will be actively separated from your group you will be cut you will this and you had to like sign yeah 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 oh my and God. alex was like i'm sure we can do that and the lady was like the lady was like less than one percent of people choose the red and nobody's ever completed it i was like absolutely not we did the basic one and it was so terrifying this photo i showed you the photos of us like there we did it with this other random cup not other couple we're not a couple there was us and then a couple um and there's just these photos of me clinging onto this poor straight guy <laughs> that i don't know <laughs> like in the dark just being like oh, as we're walking around as these people are jumping at us chainsaws were like with the smell oh terrifying yeah yeah All absolutely terrifying it was fair. horrific yeah. I went to this really weird ghost house experience thing in Vegas, which was set up by, and I can't remember his name, but some big American uh, medium seance load of nonsense. And yeah. my, <laughs> It was with this poor guy again, different poor, poor guy again. He really believes in it all. But it was absolute rubbish. We queued for two hours to get in, even though we'd pre-booked tickets. It was a mixture of people leaping out at you, uh, weird artefacts from serial killers who were being sort of glorified, and then dolls that were supposed to be speaking to you with voices from beyond the grave. And all they did was just play like static, you know, like radio static. Oh, God. oh And you said, oh, if you listen, if you ask a question, it will answer. But it would just be like, <laughs> it wasn't, and I was like, <laughs> Really clutching at straws, were they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's keep so much to do in Vegas, listening. and that's what you did. I know. And yeah. by the time we got out, we'd been in there so long, and there was, even in Vegas, there was nowhere left to eat. I was livid. Nowhere left. Anywho. Vegas. Paul. Yes. What does mediocre mean to you? To me, do you know what? I think this is, I, I was saying this, it keeps changing. And that's the problem, I think. And that's, that is what mediocre is, isn't it? It's, you can't really put anything on it. It's neither good. It's, it's sort of like, it's an ability, isn't it? You're not achieving a lot. You're not doing anything. It's that kind of middle of the ground. And I can't really pinpoint what it is. Right now, what it is to me, right today, was just... Yeah, I'm just never on time. But then that's not mediocre because that's consistently doing something on time. You know, so I, mean, I that's think that's bad, isn't it? Like that's but just consistently bad. mediocre. No, but, but to me, my ability means that I'm, you know, so but for me, I'm kind of thinking, I'm just don't know where I'm at the moment. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm either 
overachieving and I'm neither achieving. I'm kind of there. I'm not doing too much. So for me, it's the ability for somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you look it up on Google, it's about being ordinary. But then again, it's about, for me, it's different to you. It's a destination mm. for you. It may be a destination. For me, it's I'm already there and I'm not happy with it. But yet you want to get to my destination. Oh my God, he's suggesting that I need to get to being mediocre. I'm, I mean, I'm already below mediocre is what no! you're saying. <laughs> David. No, it's that, it's, that, it's, that, it's that personal thing, isn't you it? You can, but dream. <laughs> One day. Dream big, little flower. Dream <laughs> like big. Yourself. I mean, you've got a fabulous show. You're both here. Do you know, you're the, the Holly and Phil of the gay world. Absolutely. And I just look at you guys and I just think, in, I want to be In there. that we're always jumping cues. Getting <laughs> 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 in there. But that's the thing. And so for me, to actually pinpoint it and say exactly what it is, I think it's different for everybody. It's a certain word that every, everybody's trying to avoid being mediocre and there's always somebody else next to you that's trying to be what you are and vice versa so for me it's it's always different it's always changing it's the ability and i think it's and somebody said it previously about accepting the reality as well for that moment i think that's really important as well so yeah so it's changing all the time i've learned from doing this i think or it's really put home to me how it's quite an emotional mm. word and also the awkwardness of when we're finding guests and talking to people and saying we do a podcast called Mediocre Gay and you'd be perfect. And they sort of take a second or two to think about that because yeah. it implies we've just said that. I think there's a difficulty with like asking someone who's won a number of pageants about being mediocre. Like if you've been identified as Mr. Gay Wales, Mr. Gay Universe, I feel like maybe you're not actually equipped to discuss mediocre. It's been no, lovely but having then, you but on. Then when I was doing, yeah. when I was in the pageants, it wasn't it wasn't about beauty aesthetically. It wasn't about the aesthetics. It was about more about your heart and what you did, and and that's what it was. Obviously, there is a beauty element to it, but again, beauty is just like being mediocre, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's in I the have no idea. No idea. No <laughs> but you guys are absolutely beautiful inside and out, and that's the thing. It's well, much, that's much more opinion. on the inside than the outside. But that's the thing. But that's that's what it's about, isn't it? So for me, when I went for Mr. Gay Wales, uh, the whole Mr. Gay Universe thing just happened really out of the blue. So when I became Mr. Gay Wales, I did that just to uh, sort of challenge challenge stereotype, uh, to go against the grain, Jimmy, you know I mean? even within my own community. We're so accepting as a community, aren't we? And I'm just like, <laughs> but yet there's not one disabled person winning any of these things. You know, they have to have the body, they have to have the look, they have to have this, do you know what I mean? And naturally then they all go into porn and all this kind of stuff. And I just thought... Well, I haven't done porn yet. Um, but it's that kind of thing of... Well, you don't want to be the first disabled gay person I could porn. make a lot of money, let me tell you. Uh, if you're listening, to, if you're listening to the podcast, you need to go and find it on YouTube. But no, it's, it's that kind of thing of where they, there was, again, so for me, looking back, it's, you know, there's some people which have become Mr. Gays and they've kind of gone down this, this route, which is, again, very mediocre. It's what you expect. So for me to challenge that sort of stereotype, and plus I was an LGBT news anchor at the time, I realized how- Just throw that in there. Yeah, yeah just throw that in there. Um, but, but I realized how shit the world was for people that were queer or just different, human beings that just felt different. And I just realized how crap it was for people. I felt how lucky I truly was, A, where I was born, where I was born in the country, which is far more accepting than other places. I know we sort of we do moan a lot about Britain and things, but we are very, very lucky still. We are very fortunate, and we still have to fight for those rights and things. But so I just took all those things, and I just thought, well, do you know what? This is who Mr. Gay thing came up. I thought I'm just going to go for it, and 
challenge it. And the first thing, what happened? Attitude released uh, uh, an article, and the first comment on there was like, "Oh well, he's normal looking, isn't it?" I was like, "There's no point." Oh God! Going Do you mean he, and he's like, "Oh, he just looks like a bloke next door." And I was like, "Well, yeah." And if you want to do it, then get off your ass and do it yourself. And get out there and show it because that's the thing, you know. If you want to make a difference, there's only one person that's going to do it for you, and that's you. So again, coming back to mediocre things, is that it's your, it's your goals, it's your ambitions, and it's when you're looking at other people how you're pitting themselves. So for me, you know, it's coming back to who was mediocre to me is that right now I feel extremely mediocre. So Paul, what do you love that everyone else thinks is mediocre? Um, well, actually, let's just talk about this because everybody loves them now, but never did in the 90s. Steps. Some of us loved them in the 90s. Yes, but this is why we need to have a chat with calling you mediocre gay because Steps have always been cool. It's just everybody else has just caught up just with got, us. So we were, we were out the other night. Um, we had, uh, oh no, maybe we won't say where we went, but uh, it turns out Paul knows all of the dance moves. Steps. No, I don't. I can just do that. Virtually, you do. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I'm so sad. I absolutely love it. Just does them. Just bangs them oh, out when, yeah. like, regardless. Like you're having a stood there having a conversation, and the next minute it's the full steps dance routine. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I'm one of those More people that, that it's, it's the music. It's such upbeat. It makes you feel happy. And it's mm -hmm. like everybody talks about, you know, they have it on their bloody bedroom walls. You know, dance like no one's watching, and they never do. Mm -hmm. So I do. So, and that's the thing. And when Steps comes on, I don't care. Love no money. I'm going to get up if there's a stage. Like, literally, I was gravitating towards the it's stage. It's really inconvenient when you love Steps, but you don't know, you don't actually know the moves. And but so I you're just like you shimmying next to him. <laughs> just like, okay, now I really look mediocre and he's there doing But you've like... got the hair. You could do hairography with it as well. It's, look, it's not my fault. You, you don't could learn them. I could. Exactly. I, in all of my spare time. Also, in that moment, I didn't know that he knew all the things. So we were just stood there. Anyway. Well, I just thought it covers part of parcel when you're a Steps fan, you know you know the routines. Do you know what I mean? You, so not... What we're saying is I'm a mediocre Steps fan as well, is what we're saying. Well, darling, but I am a, I'm willing I to I saw them in concert you. three times in one year. Three times in one year? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, and you Steps and... fan as well? Yes. Uh, you, 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 you paused. Right. I felt I the hesitation. Not, because. Not like a gay yeah. man. <laughs> not like, not a, like gay a gay man. man. Not like you two. And also, because I am a, um, as I seem to keep, referring to my age but i'm that generation or two above so in the 90s when they were first there they were for the you wouldn't you were you'd have been a kid so then you were an yeah. abba person now. i'm more of an abba person You're an abba. so okay, i am so i love them now but i'm one of the annoying johnny come latelys to it who have okay. now appreciate it now so i'm a late convert to them and i love them that's fine and they were uh they closed the first night of mighty hoopla this year and it was outstanding. amazing yeah. absolutely outstanding and just the joy of that many people they, yeah, it was outstanding. You, so I am, but I feel but ashamed you're an that ABBA I didn't fan, who are the originators yes. and a Bucks Fizz fan. I'm yeah, guessing. there absolutely. we go. So we're, yeah. we're together. Don't That's worry. all right. Like, we can be friends. For me, I've always, always loved Steps. They never were not cool to me. I always thought they were incredible. Um, but what that, there's an extra layer to it now. I really love when you. Well, first of all, like the new music that they've come out with. I don't know how they've managed to do it, but it's it's incredibly steps, but it's incredibly up to date. No yeah. idea how to explain it, but it just is. It's 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 amazing. But what I love when you go and see them live now, there's something really special for someone our age to see H, who you grew up with, who yeah. was closeted, 
to now be on stage openly talking about his queerness, talking about what it means, really being visible, wearing a skirt. Like, I don't know, there's something... It's not the same as seeing, like a 20 year old who's who who mm. who is just like that now there's something about seeing somebody who's had a similar yeah, journey, the same journey. Same yeah. yeah i think like, there's, a, there's so a history powerful. there as well i think yeah. for somebody like uh, h as well his background and, and i think standing there he's and when he's wearing the skirt and things like that he's actually using his platform to make change exactly. not just for yeah. him for everyone for other people like it's incredible and, and that's the thing he understands his role as an entertainer yeah he knows he's there and that's the thing he's understanding his purpose he doesn't t- and, and he knows what it is and he has fun with it's it. also it's not like um there's an there's another band um who i remember when they entered a particular competition that has been discussed on this podcast at some point um they did an interview on TV and they were like, well, we've got a gay member now because one of them mm-hmm. had come out and it came across very much as like, oh, this is like a cashing in. Can we have extra thing. funding? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Whereas it, the way that, the way that Steps and H in particular handle it and the fact that it yeah. wasn't just like the first concert when they came out, like every single time you see him, he talks and you, like it, there's such a power in what he's saying. There's such a joy yeah. and like authenticity For him, to it. Uh, yeah. I, and understanding as a performer and people on stage themselves, mm being their authentic self yeah. as well because i can honestly say those beautiful people that are on that stage each each and every one of them you, they love being steps they love what they do yeah. for other people they uh, love making maybe, them feel yes. happy but with h as well he, he's from the same valley as me you know you know same path you know he, he was a butlin's red court i was a butlin's red court i know i know um he became famous i didn't um but you know the thing is i learned his routines um but not for, for him he understands it and, and he he had, you know, the, being from Wales and the valleys as well, you know, where he had to be closeted so much, do you know what I mean? Having that moment, then being back on stage, especially nowadays doing it, it's just, it's amazing. It is See, amazing. I also and wonder, so I don't know, I've not really thought about this until now, but I wonder if there's something in like one of your first crushes who like, you know, like when we were kids, mm. he wasn't out, but he, he's, I mean, he's still, he's probably got more attractive, I think, as he's got older, but like, he was like boy next door, blonde hair, like, so he was one of my first crushes, but then he grows up and becomes openly gay and really owns it. I don't know, there's something to that that's also quite, like, But it's it's just, it's being, the authenticity, but actually owning everything with themselves, and I think that's the thing, is if you just own being mediocre, then you'd be surprised, you're going to get them all rushing at your feet, babe. You know, that's the thing. It's not it's, happened And saying, this say. is it. This is who I am right now. And for him, just being on yeah, that stage and saying it's great. so powerful. I think so for, us, for us all, I think it's amazing. And anybody that can do that, you know, gender, what, what, however you associate, just being on that stage and performing and being authentically. And actually all of Steps really embrace that because they're just like so yeah. like in it. Even like Lee, which like if you were to think about that on paper, like this straight guy who's a personal trainer, like is going to go and do like exist in something that is so camp yeah. and just like fully embrace it. Exactly. It makes him more authentically himself. Hot. Oh. What's it? <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Like, he hasn't aged a day. You want to um, slap him with a fish? No. Like, how'd you keep it? Look at him, he's booty ball. Do I want to slap him with a fish? I don't think so. I'd probably... That's bitterness, that is. I, I mean, it's fine. if you were in fish slappable distance from him, it's probably better things yeah. to do. Beautiful. But, and, but I was going to say... Well, I, that means none of them are coming on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, so... Got so many questions about being Butlin's red coat, but that's probably for another episode because uh, time moves on very quickly. I was about to go to Madonna then, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> time but, goes by. 
and it doesn't go slow. Anyway, yeah, so that's amazing. What I was going to say was about Claire, because I think Claire, and when, was it Claire who was bigger at one stage? And yeah. yeah. That, for me, was really important. She just kind of went out and owned yeah. that, and it was part of that's just where she was in I think her everybody life. can look at each member and associate themselves with them. Do you know whether it's a straight man or a gay person or it's, it's somebody that's larger in size or whatever? Everybody can see that journey they've gone through as well, and they're still going, and they're still loving what they do, and they talk about it as well they are still human beings as well with it and, like and, and they can still it? be an artist i can't I think, think of any brilliant. act that has been like that, that open. would that, well that's like effectively i suppose would normally be considered now a legacy act mm -hmm. but that i'm actually more excited to when they've got new stuff coming that's, out i don't i like i can't other like than share i can't think of anyone their else music has I, evolved hasn't it yeah, it's still there yeah. but it has evolved and that takes some doing and it's not just going to see a somebody effectively doing their own tribute they're still act. selling out the o2 yeah yeah, that's incredible. That's what I mean, well, they just what, what they just well they closed down Birmingham Pride. That, do you mean they, they've done yeah. amazing? They really and they work hard. I, I, they really blow. Yeah, yeah, actually, there's a, there's an authenticity. And they're a family they as well. So they yeah. have their own yeah. families. So the yeah. fact that everybody can look at them, they can aspire to be them, and they can see them as see, families as well and friends, and, and that's what it's about. I, I was going to say when you were talking earlier about people saying, "Oh, he just looks like somebody every day," but I think there is something about that that is so inspiring and lovely because it makes you feel oh, like none you're of them all look like everyday it. people. They're all no, stunning. No, what they said about. Paul, and I don't think he looks like every day either, but that's what somebody said. But I think some people get threatened by that because if somebody who quotes looks like me, oh, I hate doing air quotes, why am I doing that? If I someone looks like me has achieved something. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> it just looks like a naked sooty, doesn't it? It's like <laughs> I'm just flaunting my privilege, aren't I? <laughs> Stop in, being so me. ableist. I'm you? so ableist. Right. Um, no, two hands are so mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, I was making a really profound <laughs> no, point. Sorry, I screwed it up. That's oh, well. the story of my life. Now I am going to come back to it. I think people can feel threatened by somebody who they believe looks like them achieving something because that means mm -hmm. that they could as well if they tried. Whereas if it's someone who's beautiful or, you know, you know, very over the top beautiful, yeah. then I could never do that. So therefore I don't have to even try. And yeah, I think that's th where some of the hostility comes from. I think that's our own reasons about setting ourselves up to fail. Yeah. Do you mean like, I think, oh, well, they're going to get it because they've got this. And it's like, well, yeah. no, that's just an excuse really, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, you can look at privilege and things mm. like that as well. However, you know, it, it's, we're talking about, you know, listing off titles. Look, ultimately, the main title I've got is Paul or Stumpy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That is my main title. Um, and being me is, is my occupation. When people ask me what I do, I've got multiple occupations. Being me is my occupation. And that's what I'm very proud of. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and the fact that I own that, the one thing I don't worry about is having one hand, you know? And that's through my mum. You know, she, she helped me uh, embrace that. And I've kept that. And I think people that embrace who they are, it takes a long time. I can sit here and go, love yourself. Look, I know how hard it is. And I've seen a lot of people that still struggle to look in the mirror and love who they are. And, and it's not about what you see in the mirror. It's what's in there that counts. I know I can be a dick if I want to be, but I also know I'm a good guy too. And that's the thing. It's about embracing both good and bad. Do you know what I mean? And I think as soon as you embrace that, you kind of, it's saying, you know, I love who I am, you know, and it's, it's not an ego thing. It's like, yeah, I love me. Yeah. Go get them kids. It's not that. It's like, going, yeah. Okay. You're having a shit day today, but in there, you're a good guy or you're a good person, whoever you are. And that's it. And I think that can be really threatening to somebody, even somebody with the most amount of money and the biggest jobs in the world. That's very threatening because nothing can change you. I'm going to have to play this on a loop every morning, I think. 
And this now feels like a really mean question to follow on from that, which what? is... Which Tell hand us what's... do you write with? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on, like I, I'm going to say something. Like, that was very profound. Amazing. I knew that you'd have something like that to say and make us all feel massively inadequate. But I just want to go back to steps for a second. Yeah. <laughs> we can always go back to steps. I just want to say, this is my, every time I see steps, I always think to myself, imagine that you were just like a mum or a dad on the school run at the school that like Faye took her kids to. Yeah. And so you would just see like Faye as just like, Faye, she's walking up with a fan in a mouth. And then the next minute, <laughs> and the next minute, she's like on stage at the O2. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to get some kids and go and become Loat friends. Around. Yeah. When you say you're going to get some kids, I don't know. Well, I can't have it. Like, it couldn't be a baby <laughs> now, could it? Because no, it I was thinking enough, you're going so to I'll steal just, some. I'll borrow. I don't know. Bribe. I like. How does it work? What's how well? Like it's not well, a lending like <laughs> kids. The two options are: I acquire this some kids, or I just hang around outside the school. So, which which is less horrific? How about all just, this to see steps? Faye, just Faye. I just I think Faye and I would be friends. Faye, Faye, if you're watching, that? babe, give me a ring for God's sake. <laughs> it's either that's all bad things are going to happen. Does nobody like? I just, I mean, God, I like. Panto. She does panto every bloody year. Do you know what? I saw door. her do uh, Eva Cassidy's live story. She was incredible. Why is? Why are you both looking at me like that? Okay. We because I'm steps. still like the kidnapping children to yeah. not, blackmail Faye into a relationship, I, friendship. I, to be honest with you, I don't think I know enough about Eva Cassidy, so I can't really judge. So oh, She I, was somewhere over the rainbow, wasn't she? Yeah, like... Oh. No, no, that was Judy Dunn. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> no, that was bloody Judy. <laughs> she, she sang a version of it. Actually, I think the show was called Over the Rainbow, yeah, I think. But, but, um, it was a really good show. Faye, you're amazing with it. Call me. Um, and H, come on the show. Anyhow, I'm going to send this to all of them. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, we've guaranteed that right. we're not even not going to get them on the show, but we're not going to be allowed. We're not going to be allowed to go to the O2 anymore. There's going to be a picture of you show. on the O2. We could, we could be a tribute show. Well, it'll be three, not the whole group. Which ones are we? Well, I'm going to be obviously here. You can be, be Faye. Yeah, I'll take that. Who am I? am I? You can be Claire. I can be Claire. Claire, big, strong voice. Oh, yeah. Can you sing? No. Oh, she's going to be Claire. She needs to do that lovely big mouth note. You can't do that, what? can you? Go for it. Up you go, babe. Go for no, it. No, but no. It's been said before. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. So, I think that's a beautiful segue into uh, telling us something mediocre about yourself. About myself? Ooh. Ooh, about myself. I guess, I, I, I don't know. The fact I can't get a blue badge and everybody else can. I knew that's what you were going to say. That's why I did I'm my little tamping. giggle. I was wondering he's why you were... I'm so obsessed angry. with this. I'm tamping, right? Everybody I speak to can get a blue badge. Do you think I can get one? Get one? Nothing. Not. I can't get one. Honestly. If it's... it was on there, can you juggle? I'd be like, yes. I'm like, oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> Honestly. And, and people say it's about mobility and things like that, which I do understand. But, but it's, as we discussed, it's... when you're carrying shopping bags... I was going bags, to say, carrying. So I'm the pillock, right, that goes to Tesco's, right, that will carry extra bags just to show I can do it. Obviously, there's some deep-rooted shit going on here. I'm walking out about 50 bags on my arms, right, looking like all Lumiere from Bloody Beauty and the Beast like this. And... And literally, I'm like, yes, I can do it. Look at me. <laughs> and then I obviously, and then everybody's going, oh, yeah, really well done. But what they don't realise is I've just parked into a disabled bay, which I'm not allowed to park in. And then I got a ticket. See? Oh, he's got a lot of tickets. And I've got a lot he's of got tickets. He's got a lot of tickets. So, but I want a bloody blue badge I, to, to, to achieve this, to show 
other people that you can do it. I do need to kind of cheat a little bit. I need to park a little bit closer. Do you mean? Because I'm carrying all these bags, and at some point in my life, I am not going to be able to carry all these bags. So yeah, I know. And stealing shopping trolleys isn't a good thing either. So, do you steal shopping trolleys? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well. Very glad to hear that. <laughs> so his mediocre thing is light crime and fraud. Yeah, well, I can't even get away with fraud because I can't bloody so, lie. Honestly, the thing is, I've tried to fill this form in so many times and people say, right, you need to think of if, you know, if you struggled or you broke your hand and all these things. I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't fill that form and I can't go, no, I can't. I'm writing it on, can you do this or anything? I mean, yeah, I can do it all. And then you got people coming up to me, oh, I got Badge. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm honestly so angry about it. He talks about it. I'm a lot. tamping. I'm fuming, especially when people come up to rub it in now. I think you were just applying for this shit to wind me. I up. might get I, one. Yeah. Just you, you dare. You dare, right? <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, like, I understand it. It's just the fact, it's one of those things where actually, when I've actually asked for help, which is a very hard thing for somebody to do, which has a disability, and, and you've always been inbuilt in you to sort of show that you're capable. You know, and because we're all capable of doing it, the only thing that stops us is our head. So when you have depression and things like that, that is a completely different thing. It does stop you from doing things. But for me to then sit there and then sort of say what I can't achieve is really, really hard. I literally find it really difficult to talk about it. What can't you do? Ooh, handstand. But that's because I'm frightened of planting. You my can't face wear a watch on your left hand. We we discussed this. Well, yeah, true, true. But the thing is, it also looks weird. Do you know what I mean? It looks like. I, I, don't know, I would be distracted. Worrying it's going to fall off. It yeah, would, that's what I mean. It would distract Jimmy. me, I think. And it's yeah. like, no, I mean, I'd have to get like a really small thing and then I'd be like, oh, bag it up in yeah. Yeah, I find it really odd. It's, and I've had no experience of having to apply for whether it's uh, various benefits and things, but there is that having to paint yourself as, you, yeah, um, as a victim or unfortunate, all this, all this stuff. It mm. is. And, and, and it's something that's there. And look, I'm, I, I'm joking because people, you know, it's there, it's for people to have it. And I, the reason why I did it was because I needed help at one point and I realized it. that wasn't a good place for me. And that's the thing is that when I was, when I was thinking about it, I was like, no, this is not good because what this is undoing is undoing about 30 odd years of, hard work of proving I can um, and by undoing it it was actually undoing a lot of good stuff and things like you know all the stuff that was inbuilt in me from my mum you know and from the people around me and my friends and you know I, again being very fortunate to have had them and I was just thinking oh my god this is really hard to do this so you know I'm, I'm a proud disabled person label me what you bloody want I don't care as long as you're happy and you let me carry on and poor, but that's the thing is to to sit there and for somebody that is disabled that has worked really really hard. You know, there's a lot of people out there right now that are fighting for all our rights, and you don't realize what they're going through right now. We're talking about the cost of living for people. Let me tell you, the cost of living for people with disabilities is really bloody hard. You know, just the simplest things that you think they, you know, just a little bit of heating just to help mm -hmm. them just to get through the day. Let me tell you, it's a lot for them, and and they're still getting through it. You know, and they're still having that smile. Yeah, I think people, yeah, and people need to. I think you know, not to sort of get on my soapbox in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Disabled people are actually making the world a little bit easier for you guys because we're actually making things, we're adapting things. You have to adapt things for us. You're the ones that got it wrong the first time. Mm -hmm. We're here to remind you, you need to change it. It can be easier than this. So that's what I mean. Two hands are so lost, yeah. Mm. I feel guilty for the fact that I've got two hands and I can't wow. do a handstand either. 
Can't you do a handstand? No, never. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm petrified of it. No, it's not the stamp. It's the fact I just know I'm going to face plant the floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? It's horrible, isn't it? I can't do. There's a um, uh, the a yoga position, the crow, which is kind of like bands. I can't do that. And I did it once for oh, two I seconds. Can, I can do. The I crow. face planted across the carpet and then had oh, a massive see, carpet burn neat. across my face, yeah. and that took a lot of explaining. Anything even That'd remotely gymnastics, I can't do. I went to an adult gymnastics class once, and you had to forward roll across the room. Right. And it turns out I can't forward roll, and I nearly broke my neck. You can't forward roll. No, I don't know where your head goes. Between your legs. Apparently not. I kept sticking my head out, and. Getting caught back and like everybody was just laughing and not showing me how to do it. Oh my god! Literally, nearly died in a right, gymnastics class. Night out next time. We're gonna <laughs> forward roll. I hope the next steps routine has a forward roll. Go on, David. Off you go. <laughs> Literally, one of the worst moments of my life. Oh, so many of those, David. Yeah. Right. Uh, where can we find you? Where can you find me? Uh, all on social media. Obviously, the easiest way to find me is using the hashtag Never Stop Being You. You'll find me on that one. Oh my god! Oh, hashtag! Wow! Yeah. Don't you want to tell everybody what your Instagram handle is? Uh, yeah, but it's Mr. Gay Wales underscore Paul Davis, um, or Paul underscore Stumpy. Again, just type in Stumpy, and I'm sure you'll find me. Or a tree stump, which is really freaking awkward. So. You'll know the difference, though. Yeah, you will. Hopefully, you know. Tree stumps don't wear yellow jackets. Yeah, and they don't should... molt as I was well. Say, <gasps> that yellow jacket. This jacket. I, I, what is mediocre? This jacket. bloody jacket. Absolutely. Let me tell you. Honestly, I was Terrific. covered in fluff when I wore this the other day, and I'm the same now. There we go. I but got home and I had fluff. Did you? Yeah. Well, I'm eating in it, but I got it all in my beard and everything. So, <laughs> honestly. Last night he texted me, he was like, I'm going to wear the jacket again. I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's terrible. But that's what you get for buying cheap, but you can't tell on camera. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Brilliant. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. David Ian, or you can check out davidian.co.uk. And you can find me on Instagram at Katie Estale. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mediocre Gay, the podcast. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mediocre Gay Pod. Or share your mediocre secrets with us on MediocreGayPod at gmail.com.